0: All right, Armchair U Week Three, uh, Big Twelve Week. Thanks for uh, coming back and listening. Uh, this This week, I'm going to start my new approach uh, for the podcast. Uh, I'm going to start with um, you know a few good thing, like one good thing about the program, and then and then one bad thing about the program. I call the good thing first and goal, bad thing fourth and long. Uh, hence, that these are, are one good scenario, one bad scenario for uh, for a football team on the field. Um, then I'm going to get into the schedule and uh, and break that break that down. Uh, again, thanks for joining me. Uh, week three, Big 12 week. Uh, excited to get into it. Uh, but first, uh, Rob Bamblatt and uh, Auburn Sports Radio. 56 yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes. Steve! All right, first team up Baylor from uh, Waco, Texas. Um, Just to preface here, I I really like Matt Rule. Um, I I really liked what he did at Temple. Um, And I think given the right amount of time. Uh, he can really turn things around um, and turn around this 11 and one or one and 11 uh, Baylor football program. Um, uh, He just seems like a good guy, a very likable guy um, and someone that, that was really deserving of getting this job and can do really good things at this Baylor program. And I think he can uh, quite honestly be like a a James Franklin figure uh, to Baylor and and bring them out of uh, what is obviously not an ideal situation all right, first and goal. Baylor returns a quarterback by the name of Charlie Brewer. And honestly, I think Charlie Brewer is a very, very good quarterback. Um, once taking over as a starter last season, he completed 70% of his passes uh, to a wide receiver core that that really does seem to be improving. Um, and honestly, every, everyone knows a good offense starts with at least a halfway decent quarterback. Um, and I think Baylor and Matt Rule have quarterback that is uh, better than halfway decent. Um, and then also a positive thing uh, for Baylor friends is you can't really get any worse than last year Um, for Baylor 11, one is rock bottom and, and then some Um, there's really only improvement or room for improvement in Waco. And um, I honestly, I, I honestly believe that's going to be on its way. Cause if, if Matt rule goes 11 or one and 11 this season, they're going to run him out of town. Um, so, uh, the way they can go is up from here um, so then straight down to fourth and long uh defense um and it's it's true uh that every big te- 12 teams seems to be having issues defensively and it was uh ever so present last year um however Phil snow the defensive coordinator at Baylor uh seems to love the idea of playing aggressive and and sure, playing aggressive aggressive is fine um, as long as you're not in an era and in a conference that embraces the idea of uh, uh, basketball on grass uh, like the Big 12 does. And, um, you know, I, I, I think given the right guys, I'm not sure Baylor has the right guys uh, to play aggressive or as aggressive as uh, Coach No wants to play defensively uh, uh, right now. I think given the right guys, they can do it. Uh, but... If they want to try it this year, I'm not sure that's going to uh, go very well for them because that can leave them very open uh, to big plays down the field. Uh, like I said, especially in, in with offenses such as the ones in the Big Twelve. Um, schedule wise, uh, real quick, I got them win. I got wins over Albion or Abilene Christian, uh, UTSA, uh, which is the University of Texas San Antonio. Uh, I believe they're the Roadrunners, so that's a pretty cool mascot. Um, I got them beating Duke. I got uh, the Bears just absolutely rolling over uh, an awful Kansas Jayhawks uh, team. Uh, I got a win over the Wildcats of Kansas State, and uh, I, I got the Baylor Bears over Texas Tech and uh, Dakota Allen from uh, uh, Last Chance U. Uh, I got um, the Bears losing uh, at Oklahoma, at Texas, at West Virginia, uh, and then at uh, Iowa State um, and at home to TCU. I got him 3-6 and six in the Big 12, which is an improvement. Uh, and then 6-6 six and six overall, which is, again, a five-game improvement from uh, last season. Uh, so go Bears, and uh, good luck to Matt Rule and his uh, squad down in Waco. Next, we'll head on down to uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma, and uh, visit Mullet Man himself, Mike Gundy. Uh, to be honest, I like Mike Gundy. Um, uh, I like how fiery he is. I saw an interview with him, uh, uh, like, what last week? Um, and it was like a flashback to like 2010 when he was defending one of his quarterbacks because some uh, um, guy wrote a in the Oklahoma and wrote a, an article about one of his quarterbacks who uh was such a good guy and blah 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 blah. But he was very defensive of, of his of his guy, rightfully so. Uh so I like the fiery side of, of Mike Gundy there, and I like uh the way he forms a bond with his players and and really seems like he's a, a players coach, as they say. Uh first and goal. Uh the Cowboys returns twelve starters from their ten win season last year. Uh and that along with playmakers on the offensive, defensive, and special teams sides of the ball, uh, should set them up for another very good season. Uh and fourth and long. Uh, the problem with Oklahoma State in terms of uh, the Big Twelve title and, and college football playoff is uh, is not Oklahoma State, uh, but rather the school in Norman. Um, Oklahoma State has the potential to be very, very, be a very, very good team this season, um, as I'm sure they expect to be. Uh, however, they play Oklahoma in Norman, and the expectation is this Oklahoma team is going to be really, really good. Uh, so I don't see that one going too well for the Cowboys, um, which I mean, if they you say they lose that one, then then you got them at best in the Big Twelve Championship game with one loss, and that's that's assuming they beat everybody else. They, there's no slip ups the rest of the time, and uh, you know they'll go into that game and and they win, great. Big Twelve champions, one loss, which is probably going to put you with a Pac twelve champion and possibly a Big Ten champion, also with one loss. Uh, but you know, we'll just uh, we'll have to see how everything shakes out because it is it's hard to go undefeated, and uh, it's it's hard to even go run, go all the way with uh, with one loss. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. But uh, if if the goal for Cowboys fans is big Big Twelve championships, I think they got a shot. I am not sure they're their college football playoff material. Um, schedule wise, I got him uh, beating Missouri State. I got him beating uh, Southern Alabama, Boise State, Texas Tech, Kansas, Iowa State, Kansas State, Texas Baylor, and West Virginia. Um, the TCU game, uh, they play TCU in Fort Worth. And um, honestly, TCU scares me uh, because they could, as a neutral fan, because I, I guess I kind of have to be because I run a podcast. I mean, I'm a fan of Notre Dame, obviously, but other than that, I mean, maybe Wisconsin, Wisconsin, a little bit because I I live just outside of Madison. But um, as a neutral fan, you know, TCU scares me because this team can be very good, and then they can go lose to what seems like Kansas, honestly. Um, so you know that that one's a toss up. You know, if, if TCU is in form and Oklahoma State, you know maybe limping into that game some injuries, especially in Fort Worth. That game could kinda of go either way. Um and then I do have them losing uh to Oklahoma for sure. Uh but of course we're we're still we're in August. Um football st- college football starts this week, guys. Fire up. It's gonna be awesome. But uh you know it is August. So really everything's speculation pretty much. I mean every team could every team could go to this playoff with like two losses. Not to the playoff, but we got a bunch of teams go in with like two losses and whatnot, like just crazy stuff. Like I don't know, November madness maybe. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I got uh, I got Oklahoma State with eight and one in the Big Twelve or seven and two in the Big Twelve, depending on that that TCU game. Um, and then I got them at eleven and one or ten and two overall, which uh, should put them probably top twenty, uh, I think, and, unless those two losses are absolute uh shellackings. So uh yeah, good luck to the Cowboys this season. All right, next we'll head on down to uh, Lubbock, Texas. Uh Texas Tech. Um honestly, I really think this Cliff Kingsbury guy uh is really cool. First of all, Cliff Kingsbury is an all time name. Honestly, such a cool name. He sounds like a character from uh Kingsman the Secret Service and and everything about those movies is fantastic. So therefore, Cliff Kingsbury has to be an absolute awesome guy. Uh, I look for big thing. Look for big things out of him. Uh, not sure he'll get big things from Texas Tech, uh, but you know he's just kind of got to make do with what he's got down there. Uh, first and goal. Your defense. Um, it's very weird, in my opinion, uh, to be highlighting a team's defense uh, as a strong point in the Big Twelve. However, uh, Texas Tech's defense uh, last year ranked seventh in the conference, which is. Uh, below average, uh, uh, the lower fifty percent. Um, however, the Red Raiders returned starter returned ten starters and ninety six percent of their productivity, better than all but one FBS program. Uh, so I guess I guess look for above average things out of uh, Texas Tech's defense this year, uh, which uh, could get him some wins. Um, could could keep Cliff Kingsbury off the hot seat. Uh, who knows? Uh, and then fourth and long, uh, Texas Tech has got to replace five of its six top players on the offensive side, offensive side of the ball uh, for the 2018 season. And on top of that, uh, they're most likely starting a quarterback in Mc, McLean Carter. The guy's name is McLean Carter. He sounds like he should be at like in the NASCAR track on Saturdays and Sundays, not, not on a football field. No offense to the guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. I just think his name's kind of funny. Um, I mean, he only played in four games last season after transferring from a junior college. I don't expect, uh, that being said, I don't expect the red Raiders to be Joe Flacco elite this season. Um, however, I do expect them to compete in the, in the same way. I expect Baylor to compete. Um, but in order for Texas tech to do that, they, uh, they got to replace these five players, and uh, McLean Carter's got to play pretty well. Um, so yeah, and then and then looking at the schedule, um, I got him winning. I got him beating Ole Miss. Uh, I got him beating Lamar, Houston, and Kansas. Uh, and then unfortunately, I got him losing against Oklahoma State, uh, West Virginia, TCU, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas State, and Baylor. So uh, that's going to put him at one and eight one and eight in the uh, in the big twelve um and four and eight overall uh, which I, I think is gonna place uh, special agent clicks cliff kingsbury firmly on the hot seat but I, I, I honestly I, I I'm pulling for Cliff, pulling for the Red Raiders and uh Dakota Allen this year. So I hope hope they don't end up four and eight and one and eight in, in the Big Twelve. All right, next we're heading down to TCU in Fort Worth. Um, I don't really have a preface here. Uh, I, I did learn today that, uh, uh, what's his name? Gary, Gary Patterson. Or is that the Washington guy? I don't know. Their, their, their head coach is something, something Patterson. I, I can't remember. Cause isn't the, what the Washington guy is Patterson too, right? I, some, somebody tweet at me and tell me that that I'm right. Please. That would be awesome. Um, anyway, I learned he's been there since, since 2000. So that's pretty cool, I guess. Um, I'm just gonna get right into it. First and goal. Uh, their offense. TCU has assembled, I think, their most talented offense that they've had, um, at least recently. I don't know. I didn't. I ever. I didn't really hear a whole lot about them uh, until they played uh, uh, Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl in like 2011 or whatnot. Um, yeah. Um, along with a four-star sophomore quarterback in Sean Robinson. Uh, they have three, four star receivers, uh, three, four star running backs. Um, so yeah, watch out for the horn Frogs. when it comes down to conference championship time of season, I think. Uh, but like I said earlier, you know, they, they could end up being awful. They could end up just absolutely laying an egg for five to six, five to six games in season and, and boom, their seasons goes from one that could be really good to one that is below average, uh, for the one frogs, so then uh just get into fourth and goal uh honestly football is a battle in the trenches plain and simple uh you can have all the talent in the world but if your offensive line is awful uh you have no shot uh and with that being said tcu uh has a very untested offensive line a lot of new guys a lot of uh things they need to feel out i'm not saying tcu's offensive line is terrible. there's just some things they need to really get ironed out. And uh, if they do so, if they do get these uh, parts of the offensive line ironed out and, and get everything uh, moving in the right direction, uh, I can see them being very, very successful this season. Uh, Schedule wise uh, wins over Southern, Southern Methodist university, Iowa state, Texas tech, Kansas, Kansas state, West Virginia, and Baylor, um, like, like I said, Oklahoma State is a toss-up. I, I think uh, TCU and Oklahoma State have the potential to be very, very, very good this season. Um, and then I got them losing to Ohio State. Uh, that's that's pretty tough non-conference for you guys unless this thing with uh, Urban Meyer uh, shakes out and they lose a bunch of guys. I don't know. Um, and I got them losing to Oklahoma and Texas, which uh, puts them at 7-2 and two or 6-3 and three in the Big 12, uh, depending on – how that uh, Oklahoma State game shakes out, and then nine and three or eight and four overall. Uh, good luck to the Horn Frogs this season. I uh, hope they pull it all together. All right, next we're going out to uh, West Virginia, Morgantown, West Virginia, to be specific. Uh, just as a preface here, I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again um, until I'm really proven wrong here. West Virginia, um, along with Virginia Tech. And and even when when Virginia Tech had Frank Beamer, it was you know, I I was fine with them being ridiculously overhyped. Uh but to me, West Virginia and, and Virginia Tech as well, uh, but but West Virginia for the purposes of uh uh this week's podcast is, is the most them and Virginia Tech are the most overhyped programs ever. Literally ever. Um I mean, some people say Notre Dame is too, but Notre Dame actually kind of makes sense because they're cold all the time, obviously. Uh, but yeah, West Virginia. I mean, I like Dan Holgerson. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a quality coach. But every year, everyone is like, oh, bro, watch out for West Virginia. Oh, this team is really good, man. And then they don't even win 10 games. They they barely ever win nine games. I, I think they went like, what, 7-5 and five last year? I don't know. I'll have to look. But... Uh, it's never everybody hypes them, hypes them up so much. Everybody's just such hype about uh, West Virginia football. Um, and, and I, I think, and this gets into a first and goal here, but I, I think Will Greer, at quarterback and David Sills at wide receiver, uh, are a great combination. I, I think they can, they can kind of, uh, uh, make me believe the hype a little bit in Morgantown, but, uh, um, Hey, defense has got to uh, got to step it up a little. Bit. But yeah. But anyway, Will Greer, uh, first and goal. Will Greer at quarterback, uh, the Florida transfer. Uh, wasn't, he, wasn't he suspended flex? Like, I think it was like steroids. That's that's not the best look uh, for the Mountaineers. But I, I if the guy can play, the guy can play. Uh, second chance. Uh, and David Stills, as I said, or David Stills, a wide receiver, uh, was really they were really really good last year. Um, I think David. I think I think Stills had like 18 touchdown receptions or something like that, which is an impressive number, especially if you only play uh, 12, possibly 13 games uh, in the season. So that's that's more than one a game uh, by a lot there. Um, Let's see. Uh, Then you throw in Gary Jennings in there. Uh, The West Virginia offense, really the West Virginia offense, and I I just spent five minutes talking about how, how overhyped and ridiculously overhyped they are every year, but uh, you know if you throw in, um, hold on, I got something. All right, I got. It. If if you throw in, um, uh, Gary Jennings, uh, this offense can can be more lethal than that 2011 team with uh with Geno Smith. Um, so I so look for the big things uh, from the Mountaineers offensively. I'm not guaranteeing any wins, uh, but offensively, at quarterback and wide receiver, they are very, very strong. Uh, Fourth and long, Uh, well, defense in the Big 12 is clearly not the priority. It is a crucial part of the game of football, and uh, West Virginia's defense will be uh, more of a wait-and-see kind of thing this season. Uh, Last year, they had Lamonte uh, McDougall. I believe that's how you say that. Uh, who played really well. However, both him and potential starter Adam Shuler, uh decided to transfer out of the program. Uh, and then in the spring, uh, the Mountaineers had uh, two linebackers go down with ACL injuries. Um, and that, along with replacing both quarterbacks or cornerbacks, is a very tall task uh, for Dana's squad. Uh, and, and one that they may not overcome, uh, especially in such an offensive-minded league. I mean, I... I this is all just speculation, but you I mean, I, he could have uh two freshman linebackers be absolute studs this year, two cornerbacks, both lead the league interceptions, which would be incredibly impressive. Uh, But, but the offense in this league and in and, and the basketball on grass mentality is ridiculous. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, if West Virginia struggled defensively, like, like pretty much everybody did in the big 12 last year. Um, Schedule wise, I got him beating uh, Smoky uh, and uh, Tennessee, uh, and then I got him beating Youngstown State, Kansas State, Texas Tech, Kansas, and Baylor. Uh, and then I got him losing to NC State, Iowa State, Texas, TCU, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Uh, bring him to four and five in the Big Twelve and uh, six and six overall. So uh, good luck to Dana and uh, good luck to the Mountaineers. All right. Next we're going to uh Lawrence, Kansas. University of Kansas, uh, UK, also known as KU for whatever reason. Maybe they avoid confusion with uh University of Kentucky in, in uh, basketball season. Um and honestly, I I don't I've been struggling with this for the past three years. And that is how is Kansas so absolutely horrible at football because I just don't understand it. Someone, someone, try and explain it to me. Everybody's like, "Well, they don't get the good recruits. Why don't they get the good recruits? They have these same facilities. Their coaches are—I—I I, I don't know them personally, but or—but they appear to give the illusion of good, good enough. You know, obviously, these facilities aren't the elite." Of Clemson or Alabama, where they have a barber shop and a mini golf course uh, in in their facility, uh, but the coaching is is the, is at least up to par with like a Purdue or a Wake Forest, uh, and and Purdue and Wake Forest end up winning five six games a year, but per, or, but Kansas has won three games last three years, and they haven't won they haven't won like five games since like 2011, which is utterly ridiculous and apps an absolute joke. Of of a season, the last two, three, three years when they've only won three games. So I don't understand how that's not how how they can't do. I don't. I just don't get it. I, I'm sorry if you're a Kansas fan listening. I just don't understand how your program is so god awful. But uh, well here I am, and to go talk about positive stuff from Kansas. First and goal. There's really not a whole lot of good coming out of Lawrence, which. I just said, however, according to Bill Connolly of SB Nation, the Jayhawks returned 91% of last season's production, offensively and defensively. Maybe, just maybe they win two games this year, which is double last season. So if you can do that, I guess you call that progress. I don't know. Fourth and goal, or fourth and long. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, really, because I'm not sure if the issue is really the fact that um, Kansas is bad. I don't know. Maybe if we put them in, like, the MAC, they'd probably have more success. Or the Missouri Valley, which I think is FCS, like Illinois State and Missouri State and stuff. But I, I think part of the issue with, with the Kansas program is that they, their conference, the, uh, the Big 12, is very, very strong. So so I guess that could be part of the reason why they suck every single year. Except the year they went to the Orange Bowl. They went to the Orange Bowl in like they were like 12 and 1 in like 2005 or something. I'm not even like I was shocked to read that when I was doing my research but um you know who knows. I I so yeah, that's for fourth and long. It's really just I'm sorry Kansas fans that you have to deal with the fact that your team's in the big 12 i don't know really, there's no really other way to explain that really for football just just really packing in for basketball season all right you'll get through it schedule wise they got wins over Nichols uh and uh ronald ali and Nichols. i think he's still there i, I hope it didn't quit the team uh he's a rapper now so check him out ronald ali uh from last chance you uh and then got him beating central michigan as well there's two uh, losses to everyone else, including Rutgers, Baylor, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, TCU, Iowa State, Kansas State, Oklahoma, and Texas. Well, guys, it's better than 11 and 1. It's or better than 1 and 11. It's uh, 2 and 10. Uh, doubling their wins from last season 0 and 9 in the Big 12, 2 and 10 overall. Rock Chalk, Jayhawk. Have fun during basketball season next stop, Austin, Texas, good old UT, good old University of Texas. I really like Tom Herman. I think he's a cool dude, plain and simple. That's that's all I'll say about that. Uh, first and goal, Sam Ellinger is a legitimate quarterback. This kid is really, really good. I understand he didn't prove it last year, taking over for Shane Buchel. Uh, I've been wrong about quarterbacks before. I really thought Shane Bouchot was legit especially when he uh, he took Notre Dame for a ride two years ago, a nice 50-47 double overtime win. God, that was, that was just an awful game to watch. Oh, my. Man, it was a close game. That was a good game. Oh, well. Oh, well. You know, uh, but, yeah, Sam Ellinger, good quarterback. Hopefully doesn't get injured. I think he got injured last year. Might have hurt his shoulder or something, so he had to come out. So Shane Bouchel had to go in. Then Sam Ellinger. Uh Comboed with Tom Herman's offense, uh, could take the Horn the Longhorns all the way to Big Twelve again or Big Twelve title game um, because this team offensively is good, very very good. Um, fourth and long, uh, special teams. How about that? Special teams. Uh, UT is tasked with replacing record-setting punter Michael Dixon, uh, which, to be honest, is if that's one of your <laughs> if that's one of your very few flaws uh is is replacing a punter at a school like the University of Texas. I think I think you're in for uh for a good season. Uh, the Longhorns look to uh do that with uh look to replace Dixon with uh his cousin, uh fellow Australian Ryan bush Bouches- Yeah Buchevsky that's that's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh schedule wise wins over Maryland. Maryland's gonna be awful this year. Spoiler alert again. Uh, Tulsa, USC. That's gonna be a big win over, for, over USC for the Horns. Uh, TCU, Kansas State, Baylor, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Iowa State, and Kansas losses to Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Um, but of course this is the Big Twelve, and the Big Twelve they just beat up on everybody, you know. So uh, I right now I got them, I got the Horns seven and two and uh ten and two overall, which which puts us probably with a ten and one or eleven and one Oklahoma State. And an undefeated Oklahoma, which I'm not even sure that's really going to happen. But, uh, yeah, good luck to Sam Ellinger, Tom Herman, and uh, the Horns down at Austin this year. Last but not least, Norman, Oklahoma. University of Oklahoma. Shout out, Mr. Nelson, Oklahoma graduate. His Astros also won the World Series, not that anyone cares. Um, First and goal. No preface. I don't don't really care enough about Oklahoma to talk about how good Oklahoma is. However, Kyler Murray is an absolute stud. This was the guy that placed center field for Oklahoma, drafted in, I think was the first round, maybe like the 13th pick or something, by the A's. Was like, nah, A's. Get out of my way. I'm going to go play quarterback for the University of Oklahoma in the Big 12. Kyler Murray is an absolute stud, as I just said. Uh, And if he's clicking this team can and will be really really good. He's a huge plus for this Sooners squad and if if you're if you're an Oklahoma fan don't get too excited he's not the second coming of Baker but he is still very very good and I'm excited to see what this season brings for him. Fourth and long, the defense for the Sooners the last few seasons has been offset by playmakers such as Baker Mayfield and Samaje Perine. However, neither players on this roster for this season. So, in order for the Sooners to be successful this season, they will need some production. Just some, maybe like, maybe like forty percent production. I don't know what if do with that. Which what, what you will like twenty percent, thirty percent increase from what you had last year from the defense would go a long way for this team. Schedule-wise, wins over FAU, UCLA. Ooh, FAU, Linkiff, What's up, dude? FAU, UCLA, Iowa State, Army, Baylor, Texas in a close one. That game's going to be really close, actually. Red River rivalry, that's going to be – sheesh, that's going to be a close one. TCU, Kansas State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Kansas, West Virginia. Losses to no one, uh, but honestly – I mean, in the Big Twelve, you you, you got to come to play every week, uh, similar to uh, like the SEC, and and not similar to the Big Ten at all, really. But you know, similar to the SEC, you got to play, come to play every week. Um. So yeah, I mean, I it to anticipate a slip up would not be ridiculous, and in fact, I think they might end up losing somewhere down the line. But as of right now, I don't really see a slip up. They're they're favored in every game by at least, I don't, I don't know, a point value, but they're like 70% win probability on like all their games. I looked, that's how I know. Um, yeah, so right now I got them 9-0 and in the Big 12, 12-0 overall, which will probably take them to the Big, t- uh, big 12 championship game if if that happens. Um. Yeah. So that's uh, that's gonna be the last. That's the last Big Twelve team. Well, there's ten teams in the Big Twelve. That's kind of ridiculous. I-, I feel like you should take some really crappy like SEC schools back. Oh, look at that. Take take Texas A and M and Missouri back or something, man. Make it the Big Twelve. Make the Big Twelve twelve again. We'll we'll start that. We'll get that going. All right. Make the Big Twelve twelve again. Um. Yep. So uh, thanks for listening. Week three. Uh, it was a fun time. I had a great time. Uh, next week, uh, we got Pac-12 guys. It's August. We got football this month. We uh, got yeah, Pac-12 next week and talk about Chip Kelly, Khalil Tate, Kevin Sumlin, uh, Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Love, uh, Washington. What Washington is going to do? We got yeah. So we got Pac-12 next week. Uh, going to be a great time. Hope uh, hope you join me and uh, uh, cheers.